What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turndars Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We are getting ready for the Open Championship, the British Open. I've heard it called about 12 different names at this point in this week, depending on what kind of clickbait you want. It's it's going to be a great week in golf. But let's let's start back on the Scottish Open. Jack, how did your week go? Listen, I just before we get started, I have some sad news that I wanted to share with our viewers and you. And I know you weren't expecting this, so I have sad news. Um, I lost money this week. Oh, shed a tear, everybody. This is the first week, and however many months that we've been doing this, that I am down on money. I went for a gamble last week. I'm going to fall on my sword. Was it stupid? Was I riding momentum? All the above. Yes. Um, down 3.5 units on last week, altogether up 41.02 still. I'm still going to be happy. Life is good. It's going to happen. Um, DraftKings and FanDuel lineups pretty much scraped even or bottom 1% of the money. Uh, just wasn't the best week for me. Came out on top on Daily Fantasy, but Sportsbook coming with a bounce back week, that's for sure. There you go. Well, um, I'll take a little bit of the carry on the shoulder on that one because I, I, I did half decent on the bats and my DraftKings lineup was, I, I would consider competitive, that's for sure. Um, I did solid there. FanDuel, uh, we'll not, we're not going to talk to <laughs> It started off really good. It started off really well. And then I, I had Justin Thomas and FanDuel, and that was brutal on Friday to see him hit plus seven. Clearly, he did not give a give a crap about the Scottish Open, and he just wanted to go play practice rounds with Tiger. So it is what it is. Can't say um, I blame him. Yeah, I mean, if, I, if Tiger told me to, you know, exit out a couple days early on a tournament and go play some practice rounds with him, I'd. I'd probably do it too. If Tiger told me to leave my girlfriend, I'd leave her on the spot. (laughs) That's fair. Um, So let's talk about Xander. Xander pulled out a nice win. Back to back. Back to back. And I saw a statistic on this. Do you know who the underlying uh, player between Scotty Scheffler winning the Masters and then Xander winning the Scottish Open is? Who's the underlying player? Yeah, who's the player that created it all? I have no idea what you're talking about. Technically, to be it's the Travelers as well. Uh, Sahith Tagala. Oh, oh, okay. You're saying Sa- the, who got the ball rolling? Okay, yeah, I see what you're Sahith saying. Sahith Tagala got the ball rolling in both Scotty Scheffler at the technically it was waste management, um, and then got him into uh, the win of the Masters, and then there was Xander who got the win of Travelers over. Sahith, and now he just won back to back at the Scottish Open. Technically, three in a row if you count the Tigers. Uh, uh, I mean, what's it? What's, what was Tigers' event? Was it even a tournament? The JP McManus Pro Am? Yeah, it's a Pro Am, I guess. Yeah. That's a better way to hey, describe it. All things considered, though, that had a way better field than some tournaments out there. I mean, if you look at the JP McManus Pro Am tournament versus like John Deere Classic, I think that I think they're yeah. very comparable. So <laughs> might be better. <laughs> Maybe better. But it was it was incredibly nice to see Xander uh pull off that win. Um Jack, do you just want to go over lineups or do you have a name? Listen, this is major week. I could care less about the Scottish no, Open. We gotta, it's major. We, we, we gotta go over it. I agree too. This this might be a long episode, but we're gonna grind, we're gonna grind through it and we're gonna get it all situated. Do you want to talk about lineups from last week? Do, do, do you have anything of note that sticks out to you? You don't have to go into your lineups at all, but like no, because all my guys sucked. Let's be honest here. I mean, I I won in our in our group, in our friend group chat, or excuse me, uh thing, but I had Fleetwood at fourth, Neiman at 16th, Mitchell at 36, and then three cuts, including Hovland, my big guy, yep. return to the Mac, which we both suffered from, and Adrian Baronk. But I'm, I'm done with Scottish Open. <laughs> the, the grass was left behind. It cut me. It burned me. I'm on to new pastures. All right. Well, let, let me run through my thoughts on the Scottish Open then real fast. Um, on DraftKings, I had Xander Shoffley at the top of my DraftKings lineup. That was clutch. That was a lot of the reasons I made some money. I had Xander one, Fleetwood tied fourth, Homa tied 16th. Homa was another big guy that helped me out a lot last week. Uh, sure. Ricky, Ricky Fowler was really my great underdog pick most of the week. Unfortunately, on Sunday, I think he shot like plus four or plus five, and he kind of fell back to the average. But still, 
69. For the price point you paid him, yeah, I was just going to yeah, say the 6900. He finished tied 47th. I think he was tied 15th almost all week or better. Um, and then Sam Burns made the cut, but like I don't know what happened to him on the weekends. He was just not all yeah. there. Um, the amount of names and well-known names that missed the cut this week in the Scottish Open was wild. I mean, like Will Zalatora, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas. I'm sure there's like eight or nine others. Uh, Hideki. Yep. I mean, those are just the four that I can randomly think of off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a dozen more. Yeah, I think um, it was – this is just speculation. Um, like you had said with Justin Thomas, once he missed the cut, he could care less. He was going on to St. Andrews playing practice rounds. Obviously, yeah. I'm sure no one's trying to miss a cut. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely – one of those things that it's just you don't know how to interpret it because it could be they just played some terrible golf and it could also be they were just looking to get two rounds competitive maybe work on something and then get ready for the next week i feel you well all right jack unfortunately did not have the best week in terms of bets but i had three bets i had uh tommy fleetwood over harold varner the third and chris kirk well, H, HV3 didn't end up playing, so that was a plus 150. That was a, a nice W. Uh, Max Homa, a top 20 at plus 210. Nice W. And then Xander Shoffley, top 20 at minus 105. I mean, li- live and learn. I could have picked him to win it, obviously. Uh, that's a little retrospective. But I three for three on bets that week, it, it's, it's, it's great to see all the bets hit going into a major. It just gives me a little bit of that confidence boost I need. That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy that you're coming back. And I think you found your rhythm going into bets. Um, what I will say is Jordan Smith, the one guy I had plus 400 to do what he was supposed to do, missed a putt by an, an inch for a winning week. So we were right there. You had a killer week. I think you found your rhythm and I'm hoping to carry it on to this week. That's the goal. The game plan is to just keep it ro- moving. Small bets, Things I feel really confident now. We're going to keep going with that one. But let me run through it real fast. I got winners, wild picks, and then uh, just a couple updates. Uh, Jack's winner last week, uh, winner's pick last week was John Rahm, and his parentheses was Justin Thomas. That was a T55 and a miscut on two of the most well-known names. Um, I did Sam Burns with a parentheses on Robert McIntyre. That was a T66 and a miscut. Somehow so, I won that. Let's go. <laughs> it, it wasn't pretty on either part. I mean, Jack Jack was like the uh, the ugliest beauty pageant that won, but he was still in a beauty pageant kind of deal. And um, a participation trophy. Yeah, here's your participation trophy. Congrats. Uh, wild picks. Jack had JT, Rom, or Scotty winning. So he had Rom winning <laughs> um, at plus 330. That was a loss. Uh, and then you took Nacho Elvira top 20 at plus 2200. He did not get top 20, but Nacho did make the cut. It was he awesome. Fin- he finished tied 61. It was a great story. Jack and I love to follow it. Um, he did play better than Sam Burns, just saying. So, like, and Justin know, Thomas, and Justin <laughs> Thomas, Scotty Scheffler. So, Nacho can beat the number one player in the world. So, I'm saying, so which like, is why he's my winner this week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so unfortunately, Nacho lost, but it was still great to watch him. He was a great story. Um, my wild pick was Matt Kuchar, top 20 at plus 330. He was close for a while. He, he struggled on Sunday. And then Callum Taron, top 20 at plus 800. That was a shot in the dark. Not sad about it. All right, Jack. We're going to the open. We're go- what? I just have one update regarding, I think, at least for myself going forward, because I feel like we're going through some changes right now. We like yes. you have done more competent bets going forward. I will not be doing nine through 17 bets anymore. <laughs> I'm going core five wild cards and winners. I think that normally it does work, but I'm just trying to keep it more concise, trying to get some, you know, bigger profits that we're a little more confident on. So if you want more picks that weren't in the pod, go follow us on social media. I, I think that our challenge was that we were combined or we were doing a lot of picks that were high uh, positives in terms of money back, but they weren't high enough that they were worthy of a wild pick. So I think we were kind of like threading a, thi- a fine line of being a little all over the place there. I think now we're doing more of these are the picks we really like. These are a lot more outlying options. 
So I think that at least that's how I feel. Yeah. And I, I know we used to do for wildcard. It was like the threshold of plus two fifty or higher. I think we're kind of transitioning away from that firm number and just kind of looking at something we might not bet a full unit on, but maybe sprinkle like a half unit or something just to keep an eye on. I agree. So that's the game plan. Um, as always, part of this change is, is that we are actually doing a little more on social media now too. Um, so we're trying to incorporate some of that and this is probably the best way to do it. Course details. I, I really hate feeling that I have to do this. I hope that everybody understands St. Andrews is St. Andrews. If you've ever played a video game that is golf related, you have probably played the St. Andrews links. It is top three most iconic course, probably. I'd say it's number one. It's number one. Okay. No, I'm I'm biased. You know me. I'm masters all day, every day, and then pebble, but this is that, the golf course. Th- those were the three I was thinking of. That was the only reason why I left the top three because I was like, there's Pebble, there's Augusta, and there's St. Andrews. So now, awesome. yeah, I've had the pleasure of being at St. Andrews, walking over the bridge, walking through the course. If if you're a golfer, it's kind of that like humble, speechless moment. Yes. One of the coolest experiences I've ever seen in my life. And I think it it just shows the TV does not do it justice how many undulations are on this course. Definitely. So it's definitely cool. And like you said, it's just iconic. So, all right, let me give a rundown here. This is the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews. This course is probably a top three. Jack and I just said top one uh, iconic course in the world. We all have to take mental screenshots of the course this week because this will potentially be the last time you will see some of the golfers here in their prime. Um, I'm putting prime in parentheses. I'm just going to list a few names that stick out to me. You got Tiger Woods, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Lee Westwood, guys kind of like that, or maybe guys going to live that aren't going to maybe be in majors, depending on what happens in the future. This is a very historic tournament. This is probably like the shining moment of golf this week. There's not a lot of circumstances that have this much hype and storyline behind it. 150. It's not like 122, which again, if you're over 100, it's iconic. You're talking about the number 150 at the most iconic course in the world with big names. And obviously, you know, I'm biased to Tiger, but the fact that a guy like that is in this tournament and hopefully we'll contend at this special, special event. It might turn out to be one of the coolest things we've witnessed in the last decade of golf. Definitely. So let me keep running through here. Uh, St. Andrews is a par 72, uh, totaling 7,300 yards. There are two par threes, two par fives, and 14 par fours. First things first, this is St. Andrews. We are in Scotland this week. Check the weather Wednesday. I don't want you guys falling into a trap if there's like going to be downpours all day on Thursday morning and then Thursday afternoon's, you know, sunny. Or if it's going to be windy as hell on Thursday afternoon, but Thursday morning has all this nice weather. So just don't fall into a trap. We're not obviously everything we say has to take, be taken into account because if the weather sucks for one of the rounds, you got to really take it into account. This is St. Andrews. So they don't do on Thursday and Friday tee times on one and 10 everybody's teeing off of the first hole and there's like 180 people playing in this tournament so they're going to be doing tee times all day off of the first tee so you could you can get a guy at 7 a.m who has completely different view of the course than the guy who tees off at like 4 p.m yes jack yeah so i think that's a really good point of what you said a lot of the later tee times are really going to watch the beginning tee times what i will say for bets and lineups they're going to start first thing in the morning because it's in Scotland. You're looking at another super, you know, prior to sunset in the U.S. round. So please check your lineups Wednesday night. Check the withdrawals. Check the back injuries. Daniel Berger. Just check it all before you get your lineup set for because a lot of people are going to miss out on a Thursday morning swap. I Yeah, highly recommend having all of your lineups done by midnight, by midnight Wednesday night. That just to be safe. Um So this is the 30th time that the Open has been played at St. Andrews. Last was in 2015. Uh, Zach Johnson won over Mark Leishman and Louis Oosthuizen in a playoff. Um, I'm just going to point that out. Those are all guys that are great putters. Um, Very interesting statistic I found on that I'll mention later. Uh, Last year's winner of the Open was Colin Morikawa at minus 15. 
so I mentioned earlier that there are 14 par fours at St. Andrews. Seven of them are considered drivable. So if, you, if you're like me and you're ever splitting hairs on guys to choose from, chicks, and in this case, betters, dig the long ball. So, <laughs> so don't, take the long don't, don't be afraid to, you know, give it a chance. Uh, one name I'm going to stand out here is Jordan Spieth. He's not finished worse than 30th at the, at the open in his last seven starts. And if you think about it, that was 2015. He was tied fourth here. Spoiler alert for getting into the price range here. I, I am. Um, so the guys in the past that have won the open are generally not top five guys on tour. They tend to be slightly lower tiered guys. So in this instance, I'm looking at uh, a lot of guys near the 8K range. Guys like Tony Finau, Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Joaquin Neiman, even Max Homa. Max Homa is extremely popular this week. Or if you want to go a little higher up, I think Fitzpatrick is obviously going to be a good play, but popular as well. Just don't sit there and think, okay, well, Rom's 100% winning this because because he's the best guy in the instance. Sometimes it's a lower tier guy. Okay. Take a breath. I, yeah, there was a lot there. Sorry. I, I, I really wanted to go through and explain all that because I felt like there was a lot to discuss on St. Andrews here, but this is a, this is a course where if you're newer into golf, you might not understand all of the, I'm trying to think of the wording, all of the history behind it. Sure. So. All right, Jack. I should have worn my St. Andrew shirt. You should have. Are you, uh, are you oh, ready? I'm ready? Don't yeah, even say it's we're major into week, it. dude. I've been ready for like the past like four months for this tournament. Right after U.S. Open was done, I was ready. But all right, let's let's get into it then. We got the uh, we got the 10K round all the way up to Rory at 11-1 on 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 DK. We got Spieth, Morikawa, JT, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, and Rory. Where are we where are we starting? Who do we like? Rory done i think that this is the guy as much as you know me calling out the boring pick i think this is a week that he not saying he's never given his all in a tournament but is going to give every last ditch of effort exhaustion that he can this is a week that he's going to go for it because the history that's played here the fact that he really wants to win here he's going to go for it i think scotty shuffler even if he's not in the tournament, he's in the tournament. Yeah. I said it last week. Um, John Rahm is another good one that I'm primed for this week. But I think all these guys are going to be good. I know Jordan Spieth is going to be probably an undervalued pick at 10. Um, I think he's going to be a really good point. I think any of these guys are going to be good. But Rory is the guy, if you have the cash, you should go to him. Yeah, I think Rory is probably uh, probably the top choice. But I'm, I find myself a lot of the time starting a lineup with Spieth. And I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of speed at 10 K there. I think he's in a good price point. Um, I'm a, I'm a kind of looking at this lineup and I think there's going to be three extremely popular guys and then kind of a middle of the road guy. And then two guys that are pretty under owned in that sense. I think Rory, John Rahm and speed, are all going to be fairly popular. I think Scotty and Scotty Scheffler and Colin Moore Cower are not going to be that high owned. Um, and then Justin Thomas is kind of going to be middle of the road. That's my That's fair. On it. All, all relatively good options. You just got to find the one that fits fits best in your lineup. I hear that. Like, I, obviously, we can go in depth on all these guys. They have the best chance of winning. And maybe not history-wise, but these guys are all going to be really good. But honestly, I know I, we went quickly here, but I think the 9K range is stupid dangerous here. I, I think it's a little all across the board. I'm I'm going to be honest. I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this range. As funny as it sounds. Well, let me hear it because I have a couple guys that I'd love to talk about. All right. Um, well, I, I know you like Fitzpatrick this week. He's going to be he's going to be a guy you and, and me and a lot of other people like. I think he's solid in this range. Um, Cantley, this is a major. He scares me. I know he played well last week but he's had a history of playing well the week before major and then missing the cut of the major. Cause he's done that the last or two of the last two of the last three majors. He's done that where he's finished in the top 10 the week before and then missed the cut mm. on the major week. Uh, Dustin Johnson. He's definitely a sneaky pay, play because of live tour, but we'll see. 
Uh, Hideki struggled last week. That's always a little concerning. And then I never know what to do with Hovland at this point. He, he Him not being in game form, I, I can't get to him. There's too many good guys this week for me to sit there and, th- and think that I need to take Hovland. So this, I mean, is the, this is the problem that we don't do video is because you should have seen my facial expression because I think every time I bet Hovland, he's over 120th place. Yeah, so the, I just I just disliked half of this lineup or half of this range. Half of the 9K range out the window for me, which mm-hmm. is why I think it's a minefield. Well, let me go ahead and pick up the who same do you, who, do you, who do you like? I like Fitzpatrick. That's about all I like in this range. Wow. Z. Maybe Willie Z. Okay, know, I, so, I got yeah. For You're, yeah. I think Fitz is going to be a super popular pick. I think he's undervalued in terms of price, so I think he's a good steal. I agree. Xander Shoffley, his last technically three starts two of course in the pga tour win win this guy's on a tear he just won at a lynx course before that 14th 18th 13th and fifth i think this guy's coming in hot and dangerous and the price point he's at is probably a little cheaper than he should be yep so i think it's a steal um i think cameron smith and shane lowry are both really good options um, obviously Cameron Smith's one of the best players on tour and Shane Lowry is having a really underappreciated season. The only event that he's had that's been quote unquote bad has been the U S open. And he's also former champion golfer of the year, which turned into two years, but I think, and this is a hot topic and I know you and I will disagree on this as much as you might think Cantley might miss a cut. I think might be a Z missing a cut this week. We'll agree to disagree on that. I mean, I understand, you know, the, the, the hate on Z has always been there since, since I hopped on the board. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool being a lone wolf on him this week. It just means that he won't be that high owned. And when he plays well, then I'll, then I'll benefit from it. Um, I just think it's 50, 50, much like maybe Cantlay is not the best comparable option, but I think it's 50, 50, where these top 20 or 65th or worse. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to to major history, and and they're just on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. It's, we just it's haven't t- seen them on links courses, though. Yeah, I mean, you can say the same about about three or four guys who played in the Scottish Open last week, and they all finished in the top ten. So yeah. I don't I don't know. It's links golf. It could be it could be all over the place. Um, are are you ready to get into the AK range? I feel like we did a pretty good job going through all this i will say one thing you mentioned earlier sorry you talked about the pricing um on how fitzpatrick is a little lower than he would have been otherwise that is the interesting thing about this being a um a major week is that all the pricing really came out what saturday friday and so they didn't take into account the tournament finish at the scottish open so some of the players that that are on here would have be way higher priced had they had made these adjustments today for the pricing Monday night. Fair enough. I, I think that's a really good point. Um, that's why I think you'll see a lot of guys, like you said, in this range that are probably, you know, you might fall on your spear, but you might get a couple victories here. So Definitely. between Joaquin Neiman at eight, all the way up to Sam birds at eight, nine, I know I'll kick it off for myself. Right. Tommy Fleetwood. Yep. Eight, six. I mean, this guy, take a look at last week. His last two rounds were both 67, finished fourth. We're back in European water. He's comfortable. He's going to be good. I think he personally might be the most owned player throughout all daily fantasy sports golf options. How with that being said, I'm super high on him this week. And then I think also Joaquin Neiman is a sneaky pick at 8K, and I think he probably will be a little under-owned. Um, I think he's going to be popular. You think? Yeah, I think people are gonna like him. I, I don't know about Joaquin. I mean, I could totally, I could totally see where it's coming from. I'm a little worried about the guy underneath him. Maybe actually, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the guy underneath him will take more value. Well, the guy uh, underneath him just withdrew. Well, all right, not Burger, but Homa. Oh, okay, H- Homa underneath him, I think might actually take a little more, little more attention than him. But I, I guess I could see Neiman. I, he's just not high on my, on my list this week. He's kind of middle of the road. Um. I agree with you on Fleetwood. He's going to be very popular. I think him, Fitzpatrick, and Homa are probably going to be the three most popular. Well, Homa seven nine. Yes, but I'm just saying in terms of in the the total of everything. Um, In terms of eight K, I am big on Tony Finau this week. Let's go. I'm I I'm usually terrified 
to pick Tony Finau. But last year in the Open Championship, he finished 16th. He plays solid on Lynx golf, and I, he seems good now. I don't know if it was injury or if it was all mental for him, but he was kind of struggling. I don't know if that was the early spring, like swing season, but he's kind of started to find his footing. And at 8,400, I like him in this price. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think there's definitely some options. I like Tony Finau, one of the best drivers of the ball. But that being said, the last time we really bet on him and really talked about him watching that week, it was a train wreck in terms of that ball striking. So yes. if he gets it where it's supposed to be, that pick is genius. Um, Sam Burns will always be a good pick. Talk about the LIV guys really quick. You say, you say Sam Burns is a great pick, and then I picked him last week, and he, and he made the cut, and then it fell apart. So he's not always great, but usually I would say five out of 10 times he'll finish top 20. Yeah. Um, And then I'll talk about the two LIV guys really quickly. Brooks Kepka, he did perfectly fine at the LIV. I'm not too high in him. However, he does have really good open history. Yes. Um, I think he's definitely sneaky. I think he might be a little overpriced and same with Bryson outside of the 10th. He's missed like six of his last seven cuts. I just, again, I, with the driver, you had said seven of 14 par fours are drivable. If that guy does what he's supposed to do, stupid underpriced. However, if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, that is a killer. I actually looked, uh, cause that was for, st- that was for the, like the standard driving distance of, of a PGA tour player. Uh, Bryson has the opportunity to go for it on 10 of the holes mm. as, a, as opposed to seven, which was kind of the, the standard. So he has a he has a potential to go for a lot of low scores, but again, that would require, uh, you know, a couple things to fall his way. I just haven't seen it. Like you know, yeah. If yeah. he was if he was seven five or below, I think it's a really good. And I'm, I know five hundred dollars is pennies on the dollar at the end of the day in daily fantasy sports, but comparatively, the options like you're talking about Homa below him. I know we'll get into it in a little bit. There's just guys there that have proven it week after week. Whereas Bryson and I'm not crapping on Bryson here. He had a significant injury in a position where golfers rely on. Um, So hopefully he can bounce back and this will be a fun week to watch. And if he's, if he's in it, that'll be fun. And you know me. Definitely. I, 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 again, part of me hopes that he's at least competitive. I mean, do I need him to win? Not necessarily, but like, it is fun to see how he kind of tries to maneuver on a golf course. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm not, the biggest fan, and I mean this in no disrespect because I don't know him personally, but some of the things that I've seen, I don't necessarily agree with, but when he's in contention, he's the most exciting player in golf, maybe outside of Tiger. So if he's go. in it, I'm all for it. All right. You ready for the seven K range? Yeah. Why don't you just crack it off? I'll, uh, I'll read the price range and then you can talk about Homa. Right. So it's going from at seven Aaron wise, all the way up to seven, nine at Homa. Homa, take it away. Give me my money. Give me Homa. Come on, Br- bring it, bring it on. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't care. Every- agree. Everybody come along too. We can all hobble. I don't care. He's chalk this week. All right. I don't care. 7,900 for Max Homa. I mean, he's around guys that I have, have been inconsistent as hell for the last two months. And Max Homa is peaking. This man is getting pre dad strength right now. All right. He is on fire. I am all aboard Homa this week. Do not make the mistake of being, I'm going to be contrarian to be different from him. No, do it elsewhere. Take Homa. All right, I'm done. Sure, we'll see that on a TikTok. Shout out, Christian. <laughs> um, yeah, I 100% agree. I think Homa's, if, again, this is my famous quote on this pod. If he's not in your lineup or at least in one of them, you're stupid. This guy is peaking, like you said, at the right time. 100% agree. Um, just want to quickly shout out Robert McIntyre. Last week was the return of the Mac. I will be returning the Mac and he will not be in my lineup. Um, I think Seamus Power is going to be a sneaky pick. Um, not a lot of people know that he's finished really well in all majors coming into it. Um, Whedon Hout, I think, is going to be really good one. John Smith, my guy from last week, is going to be good. But I would be a fake fan to my quasi-imaginary be fast, father. Be fast, be fast. We get it. We know who he is. Yeah, yeah you know who he is. You know who he is. Yeah. First two days, he's probably going to do really well. Um, looked like he was limping a little bit during the practice, or not practice, the champions round today. Yep. But listen, 
He's talked about this event for so long. He's going to give it his all. You never know. It's it's not like with the Masters or PGA where he was at like 9500 like stupidly overpriced. This one, he's fairly priced. I uh, I agree. I'm going to point out, by the way, he is a uh, minus 2500 to make one birdie or better on DraftKings. Uh, I again, I don't care if you think he's going to shoot 80 80 the, the two days that he plays this week, he will probably make one birdie. So, if you want to make a free like 15 cents and bet your five bucks on that, then then go wild. Um, I know you talked about McIntyre not being in your list. I actually, part of me wonders if if that might make him interesting this week. I feel bad because he actually didn't play atrociously the the second day he just started out a little slow the first um so he might be a decent option if you want to be a little different um cam young is interesting to see because he he struggled last week and i know some people were thinking uh he's gonna have some rookie power but maybe the links courses are just not his uh his bread and butter yet we just he's haven't seen him the last couple of weeks it's like two yeah. or three in a row he's missed a cut but this is a good opportunity um i this this group of like three or really four of Right around Tiger, you got a bunch of names. I mean, guys that have all played in the in the tour and the open championship for years. Adam Scott, Leishman, Webb Simpson. I mean, answer a little less so. And then Paul Paul Casey. Were you sounding the alert? No. Okay. Just curious. It's reserved. It's reserved. Yeah. No, I, I know, I know. But all of these guys are guys that I think will do uh decent jobs this week in terms of probably making the cut but will not really be a flashy pick i want to go for somebody with a little more upside than the guys here on this board um and there's just not a lot of opportunity for that upside yeah i think that's a really good point what you're talking about a lot of veteran a lot of history in the links course um i know we're talking a lot about this category but i just got to point out two more names jt poston riding really really good momentum Won the John Deere in his last event. Solo second in the Travelers. I know Coming in hot. Next. I know who you're mentioning. Give me a name. Thomas Peters. I was not going to mention him. Oh. I already, well, I mentioned him, I think, 30 seconds ago. But Patrick oh, Reed. Right. Oh. I think oh. that this course really suits his game. There's not a lot of courses where he has to draw the ball. He's going to play that, or cut the ball. He's going to play that natural draw. Yeah. Get some distance. And if he's near the green on those drivable par fours, you know his short game is just top one percent of all golfers in the world so i think it's definitely an interesting pick at that price point um sprinkle in your lineup if you're down there uh if you got Finau in your lineup and you're feeling like getting extra ballsy you could do gary woodland too kind of similar style and, and and he's got definitely healthy now where he wasn't in the past um ryan fox is there at 7100 i think he's going to be popular for for all you dp world tour fans uh he played solid last week uh, there's one other guy, Mito. Do, do we think Mito is going to play well this week? He did not do great last week. He shot plus 11 on, on Thursday, but he came back Friday and, and actually, I think he was three under. Yeah. I, I don't know how to react. I, I don't think I'm putting a lot of weight into last week because I think a lot of the best golfers in the world didn't perform their best. And I don't think yes. I, I genuinely don't know how to look at it, but he's got one of the best ball flights in the game at link style, if you have the ability to work the ball and keep it in different, you know, velocity or not velocities, you know, lower ball flight or higher ball flight, you can yeah. really work and score. So I think it's definitely interesting to watch. Um, Last, I, I guess, all right. I listed off all those names of older guys that I didn't love, I, that I felt were going to do average, but weren't going to be too crazy. If you want one of those guys that I like more than the rest, I actually think it's Justin Rose. Mm. Uh, that'll be the guy list of the, uh, the old heads that are playing in the open this week. I think he's got the best chance to kind of really boost himself up to a top like 15. Um, Done. Outside of that, you, we, we drop it into the 6k range. Yeah. I think it's time. And you know what the worst part is? I got names. So do I. It's I did not think I would have this many names. Go for well, it. All right. Well, the 6k range is like 60 names, so I'm not going to scroll all the way down, but <laughs> I think Keith Mitchell at six, nine is going to be, a really well pick he's peaking he's doing so good doing all the right things um i don't think there's a lot of guys but i think zach johnson the former winner here's good yep. wyndham clark is going to be good and i think the guy that is probably almost in every one of my lineups uh fabrizio zanotti he is 
peaking at the right time in terms of all these link style courses um, at a, an astounding 6,400. I think he might be dangerous this week. Um, maybe not to contend to win, but running out your lineup at 6,400 might be a little dangerous. So that's the guys I'm looking for. And I'm curious to hear your names because I think it's funny that we both had them. So, so I'm going to start off. I agree. I think in terms of guys in the 6K range, Keith Mitchell is going to be the most popular and it's totally understandable. Yeah. He's got good driver distance. He's, he's kind of a, he's kind of the flashy, but good play of the 6K range that I think realistically could have been higher priced. Sure. Um, the next guy I will mention is I'm surprised you didn't get into him. Stewie. Well, I was, who's the, who's your guy last week? um jordan smith jordan no smith. he was he was seven i already called him out was he, he was seven? seven yeah oh snap okay sorry whoops i'm struggling uh all right well then I'll, then I'll get to my other pick i'm gonna go to uh to ju young kim or as i i always hear him called tom kim i don't know where that nickname came from i feel like i've heard it plenty of times uh he did finish tied third last week at the scottish open uh, it was his first Lynx event ever. Uh, it's a pretty good resume. Resume. If you think about it, though, if again, this was an instance where pricing definitely would have changed his value this week. Mm-hmm. So this week he's sixty five hundred. He easily would have probably been seven k plus, or right around seven k, if they really had updated his pricing today. Sure. Uh, the last name I will say in the six k range, and he's extremely boom bust, but he has played well at the open before is Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes is the kind of guy who's either top 20 or is 120th. There's no in between with Mackenzie Hughes. He will either be one of the worst guys in the field or finish top 20. I think he's going to do great this week personally. Um, But he is extremely boom bust. And because of that, he is 6,800, but I think he has the highest upside of any guy in the, in the 6k range. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. That's not a name that I think you would, shout out traditionally but i totally agree that he's either going to be in there or out there boom or bust um and then if we have time i have one more guy go for tristan lawrence south african last two events scottish open were 24th in the irish open he got third um i think at 6500 again if you're looking down here might need to rethink your lineup um but definitely a solid pick not the worst pick that you could do is our boy John Daly in here yet, or is he? Is he yeah, you uh, might want to scroll down a touch. Uh, all the way down 6K minimum. Oh, yeah, there he is at 6K. John Daly, what a guy. Just throwing him out there for the kicks. If, you, if, you, if you're with your buddies and, and making a, maybe a joke lineup that it doesn't cost anything, throw John Daly in for the kicks. Tiger, Phil, John Daly. Yeah, just do, make all, it the a classic, lineup. do all the classic favorites. There you go. That's the way to do it. I'm curious right now, before we go um, into everything, his top 40 is plus 800. It is. Yes, it is plus 800. I I, I looked at it as sad as that sounds. <laughs> I did look at John Daly's top 40. I, I did not do it, but I did look at it. All right, Jack, if you're ready, let's get into it. What do we got? What's your, what's your DK lineup looking at? What's the... Uh... The 150th open top heavy DraftKings lineup is brought to you by Whiskey and Stupidity. This lineup is going to start at 9-9 Xander Shoffley, 9-7 Matt Fitzpatrick, 8-6 Tommy Fleetwood, 7-9 Max Homa. We have 7-2 Jordan Smith, and we have 6-4 Fabrizio Zanotti. Boom or bust? That is That is extremely boom or bust. You will either be top 100 on all of dk or scattered amongst the ashes of everybody else on dk lineups and i just gotta yeah tell you i definitely did not totally did not enter that lineup and do a 50 dollar solo entry <laughs> okay all right uh bet responsibly everybody bet responsibly, bet responsibly. don't listen to me. sponsored by whiskey and stupidity for the 150th Open Championship. My DraftKings lineup starts off with Jordan Spieth at ten thousand. After that, I go to Matt Fitzpatrick at nine seven. I go Tony Finau at eight four. I got Max Homa at seven nine. I got Justin Rose at seven four, and I got Ju Young or Tom Kim at six five. 
Hmm. It's a little all across the board. I don't, I don't know yet. I don't know how I feel about it, but I got to have a little faith here. I'm hoping Justin Rose does well. That's, that's really kind of a sneaky. Rosie. We'll that's see. awesome. We'll see. All right, Jack, talk to me. FanDuel, what do we got? FanDuel, stupid similar. Let's just be honest. It's going to start off with 12K, Rory. I think as much as he's so practically overpriced, I went for it here. Um, then I got Xander 11-3, Fitzy 11-2, Fleetwood at 10, and then Smith and Zanotti again, 7-6 and 7-3. I went all in on my guys. Is it going to pay off? That remains to be seen. There you go. There you go. We will see. We will see. All right. That is. Yeah. If, if, if two Zanotti. of my guys are screwed, I'm screwed. Zanotti is going to be a, a, you are going to be hanging on on Friday for him to make the cut. All right. For FanDuel for me at the open, I'm going to start off up top with Rory McIlroy. That's a, that's one that I got to get to. Yep. I got to get him in one of my lineups. He's, he's just got to be in there. Uh, the second guy I'll do is Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, at 11-2. The third guy is Jordan Spieth at 11-1. Fourth guy is Max Homa at 9,000. Again, criminally underpriced. Put him in your lineup. Fifth guy is going to be Gary Woodland at 8-9. Mm. And then my sixth guy is Jack's guy from last week, Jordan Smith at 7-6. Oh. Go. Going to the well, trusting Jack's gut. So Not Sonati? No, no, not Sonati. You can take him, but Jordan Smith did good last week. So I'll, I'll follow your lead on that one. Done. I like it. Yeah. So you and I will definitely be conversing on Friday mid there, or late morning. There will be a lot of uh, nail, nail biting. That is for sure. So, all right, Jack, right. talk to me. What are your bets for the 150th open championship at St. Andrews? Sure. So, you know, how I talked about earlier in this episode, how I wanted to cut it down to five bets. Yes. How many do you think I started with before I had to narrow it down? Mm, 25. <laughs> I can't tell you. Right 25 on. Let's go. That, is, that was not planned, just for the record. That was not planned, but I love it. I had 25 bets on this piece of paper after saying I'm cutting it down to five, which I did. <laughs> um, what I will break down right here. My 150th Open Championship 5 for 5 locks. Tommy Fleetwood, top 30, minus 105. Xander Shoffley, top 20, minus 110. Matt Fitzpatrick, top 20, plus 110. Colin Morikawa beating Patrick Cantlay, plus 105. And Rom being the top Spaniard at minus 135. Take it to the bank. Big money, big money. Let's see it. We got to go 5 for 5 this week, Jack. Come on. You already know. I honestly all Fleetwood, love it. Fitzpatrick, love it. Xander. I I mean, yeah, you just won last <laughs> was, week. Why not? I was waiting for the love it. Uh I mean you won last week. Why not? Can't lay. I hate him at majors. So yeah, sure. Take Morikawa. And then Ron being the top Spaniard. I'm I who's he got to beat? Like, Sergio, Laura Fable. Okay. But again, Sergio really got it. But he's the second <laughs> favorite. He should be able to beat Sergio and Laura Thobble. Yeah, he also should have made the uh, should have done better than like barely scraping the cut last week. Well, you are not wrong there. <laughs> All right, for the 150th Open Championship, I have only three bets this week. I have Jordan Spieth top 20 at minus 120. I have Max Homa top 40 at minus 110, and I have Robert McIntyre return of the Mac. I'm going to him again as the top Scotsman, right, Scotsman? Sure, I was going to say Scott, I think, is the technical term. All right, well, he's a Scotsman to me at minus 165. So mm. those are those are my three bets. Those are the ones I feel the most confident on. I did not get to 25 initially like Jack, but I think I had about eight that I had to cut down to three because I think three right now is the magic number for me. I can't get too deep into them. Yeah, I know we had talked about um, doing the Jordan Smith top 40 bet. We had conversed back and forth around that just for the record. We are not putting our stake in this bet, but he is top 40 plus 150. Um, if you wanted to sprinkle that, I definitely think it's an option, but we are not staking our reputation on that. There you go. All right, Jack. We, we got two left. Which one are we doing first? Are we doing wild picks or are we doing winners? We're doing wild picks. Wild picks. All right. How many you got? Just two. Okay. I got two as well. I got Ms. Wiedenhout, 
being the top South African at plus 600. Wait, All he has to do is beat Louis Eustazen, um and a couple other guys. That's a wild card pick. I think it you it'll be close. I mean, he has to beat Louis, Dylan Fratelli, Eric Van Ruyen, Dean Burmester, Justin Harding, Thurston Lawrence, who I talked about, Garrick Higo, Sean Norris, Ernie Els, and Xander Lombard. So really, if he beats Louis, that's a lock. Yeah, but that's the issue is is he's got to beat Louis, who is great at the Open Championship. So you're not wrong, but this, this isn't this isn't bets. This is wild card. This is and that's fair, that's fair. At eight at what was he plus eight hundred plus six hundred plus six hundred. Okay, then I then I understand. It's that that one is is ballsy. I don't blame you. Yeah. All right, what's what's your other one? And then I got Zanotti top forties plus three hundred. I think okay. again. <laughs> it, I think he's dangerous this week. And again, you know me, I nerd out. I might overanalyze or underanalyze for the most part. I just kind of go, yeah, I got a gut feeling about this guy, but plus 300. I like it. Your gut feeling is scary. So you can take Zanotti the whole way. I'm not touching him. <laughs> Done. Um, my wild picks. I'm going to start out with uh, my boy, Will Zal Torres. He's going to be top 10 plus 300. I'm, I'm again, he's great in majors. Will Zaltoris always does good in majors. He can get top 10 again. I'm not worried. Um, my second wild pick is a the boom bust that I talked about earlier. Mackenzie Hughes, top 30 plus 300. It's it's it is it is ballsy, but this is the same Mackenzie Hughes that finishes top 20 or misses a cut. And if he hits top 20, you're hitting big. So those are my two wild picks, both both plus top 300. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I really hate those. But you really start to think about it. If Will Z does what he's supposed to do, yep. that's a great pick. And if Mackenzie Hughes just does enough, that's <laughs> great odds for that. He just has to do enough. I agree. If if Mackenzie makes Mackenzie Hughes makes the cut, I think he's dangerous for top thirty. That's for sure. Yeah, you're not wrong there. I definitely like that a lot. Um, I think this might be a week where we talk about wild cards. Yeah, they're wild cards. They probably won't hit. I think all four of these have a shot to hit, honestly. I I actually liked my wild cards in different spots as actual picks initially. But I've realized that I there I didn't like something about it, so I had to make it a wild card. And, you know, I wanted to make it something that I felt better about. I like it. All right, Jack, we got winners. Who's going first this week, you or me? Well, considering I scraped out a ginormous win last week um, in averaging out like 89th place um, to your 93rd, I think I'll take the cake on this one. Go for it. Who we got? Genuinely, I think it's going to be a crazy week. I think there's not a guy that's set out above the rest. However, I'm going boring. I think it's Roy McIlroy's tournament to lose. I think everything's kind of leading up to this point where I think he's going to take it. And, and that's my guy to win. I know it's boring. I know I get harped on all the time, but I really genuinely believe that this is his tournament and this will be one of the coolest events of all time to have him win here. Okay. I mean, I, I, again, I, it's, it's Rory. He's the, he's the, he's got best odds to win. Yeah. I, and I understand. It, and you, listen, here's the thing. It all comes down to a culmination of a bunch of things. This is where the an, analytics come in. Yes. One of the best drivers of all time of the golf ball. If mm-hmm. he keeps that where he's supposed to, his short game has been what's keeping him alive this year. So if he gets that driver in play, you're talking about the guy that's dangerous. Um, I think he's coming in. I think he has the best scoring average um, going into this week. So I love if it turns into a birdie fest, it's going to be dangerous. And then, Obviously, we have a secondary pick, kind of more of a wild card winner. I think Joaquin Neiman, he controls the ball so well that I think that if his putter gets hot, it might be a week where we sneak see him sneak away. But you never know. Huh. All right. Well, I like the – I actually don't hate the Joaquin Neiman as a sleeper pick. Um, Jack obviously went Rory with his winner's pick. For my winner's pick with the Open, I – Normally in a winner's pick, I would go a little more under the radar, but this is the open championship. I'm doing Jordan Spieth. Uh, again, I'm going to read you back. I've read it to you a couple times. Please get it in your head or otherwise I'm going to have to keep saying it. 
has not finished worse than 30th in his last seven starts at the open. So I'm going to take Jordan. He's peaking at the right time. He is peaking at the right, right time. So I like Spieth. Yeah, he played great last week. Um, and then in terms of my my more low-end sleeper winner, I'm going to do Homa. I like it. I'm not going to fight you on that at all. So those are my two winners picks this week. I mean, here's to hoping they both go one, two. Why not? Let's do it. Imagine the, I'm sure there's a uh, split parlay on that. That's just plus 40,000. Maybe, maybe, but something about the, one of those guys just feels real good this week. So here's, here's the hoping because I got them all over all of my lineups. So, yeah, I think this is going to be, and I know I say this with almost every major, but I think there's, and I know we've touched on something like special and magical about this week i think the ability to wake up and you know i will at 3 30 to check pin placements and everything sitting and watching this magical tournament being there in the atmosphere of watching guys like you had said it's probably going to be their last big run at st andrews for a lot of these guys i think 150th it's going to be special magic homa golf i think it's going to be a treat to watch and i just hope that we have a spectacular event I agree. I hope it, I hope it goes well. I know some people are saying that, that because of all the new technology that St. Andrews is going to, uh, to get beaten up by all the new drivers and the golf balls and everything like that. But I kind of hope part of me thinks that the wind is going to come into play and it's going to, it's going to humble everybody again. And it's going to make it for a really exciting open championship this week. Yeah. I think, I think I picked the winner to be like 17 under. So I guess I'm not really hoping for that much wind, but it is an open. You never know. It could be 40 miles an hour in your face, one shot, 36 miles an hour in the other direction, the next shot, and then nothing on your putt. So that's, what's crazy about an event like this. Definitely. But if that is all Jack, then I think at this point we have nothing left to do except to stay up all night, Wednesday, drink a bunch of Mountain Dew and wait for the open. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Listen, you know, you know me. I'm gonna sleep as soon as I get off work. I'm closing my eyes and I'm setting an alarm that my partner is gonna be so. She is gonna be so happy when those alarms go off. And you know what's gonna be? It's gonna be bagpipes. Oh, I love that. All right, let's see it. I I'm excited. I want to go see who wins it across the pond this week at the Open Championship. Let's go out there, everybody. And let's win a bunch of money this week. Have a good one, everybody. Deuce. Follow us on social media, new TikTok. Go follow it. Yes, we do have a new TikTok. Um, we did post up some of the stuff from last week on the TikTok. Uh, so that's slowly growing. And we're going we're gonna to continue to work upon that. So please follow us on socials for all the updates on that. Thanks.